You're listening to Live and Friends Self-Care Sunday, the podcast in which I have frank and honest conversations with my friends about topics relating to self-care. This week, I'm having a conversation with my friend and actor, Gareth Morgan, about the topic of being open to love. So we cover everything to do with relationships, sex and love itself. I wrote about this topic on the Instagram page last week. So if you haven't seen that yet, check that out. The Instagram handle is Lives Self-Care Sunday. So L-I-V-S Self-Care Sunday. I hope you enjoy this discussion. Grab a coffee, sit back and let's dive right in. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Live and Friends Self-Care Sunday. Today we're talking about being open to love and I'm with my friend and actor Gareth. Hello, I'm Gareth, the Gareth just said. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we work together, it's cool, it's awesome. (laughs) Let's talk about relationships. (coughs) So introduce yourself a little bit. Um, I'm a northern lad who moved down here about six years ago. Um, Yeah, I went to drama school. I uh, had my fair share of relationships there, which will obviously be... Oh, really? During on. drama school? During drama school, okay, the, the, the hidden taboo that is, do not <gasps> have relationships with anybody on your course or in the school because everything gets really? released. And... Oh, we're going to have some tea later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's some, there's some, <laughs> some info to spread. But yeah, I did that until 2013. And then the many, many, many part-time jobs then ensued mm-hmm. yeah the palette of incredible jobs ranging from working in bars like traveling around the world with sports teams um yeah formula ones and really and, yeah mm, did, interesting. Did a, i was a supervisor for um, a lot of random events really weird like when we went to new york i wasn't actually allowed to pour a drink i was i only had a an ester that covered supervising people how to pour a drink oh wow that's so uh, i couldn't nice. lift a finger that's lovely legally, legally couldn't <laughs> lift a finger. so yeah lovely. um doing things like that and then the last uh year or so uh, i've done everything from working in Cineworld, meeting you meeting everyone there mm-hmm. and then i actually got cast as peter pan towards the end of last year and spent my winter in Lancaster, lovely Lancaster, being Peter Pan flying around the world, yeah. <laughs> flying around, flying the world. around, literally on wow. silks and harnesses and. Yeah. Is Lancaster where you're from? And uh, no, I'm from, so I'm from a place in between Bolton and Manchester, hence this weird hybrid accent thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's um, small village town kind uh-huh. of nice field, horses everywhere, and yeah, equally, yeah, a lot of. Less like less nice places, let's say. Yeah. More, more kind of wood green places as well. <laughs> Did you say wood green? Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of everything. Yeah, it's a, it's a varied area. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. Left. But uh, so, how yeah. old are you now? I'm 24. 24. Yeah, okay. I'm often confused as a 30 year old, but it's fine. Really? It's the facial hair. Come on. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like a baby when I've got okay. a shaved face. Cool. So if um, so, maybe start off by talking a little bit about kind of your history with relationships, I yeah. suppose, and kind of your attitude thus far. I'm still a virgin, and I've uh, never actually spoken <laughs> to you. such no. a liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a really eclectic relationship history, really. Um, not many long-term ones. 
through many faults of my own. How many is many, though? Uh, I think this this is a good question to start with. What really... Yeah, what constitutes... Because your constitute of not many might be my idea of loads. Yeah, and what, what is constituted as an actual Yeah, exactly. Would you say, like, over a year is long term, would you say? <laughs> not even close. So you've never had a relationship last longer than a year? Um, I've had relationships that have been a lot of back and forth for, let's say, a okay. year or so. Nothing officially labelled. Right, okay. And then it officially being labelled and yeah. burning too bright too quickly, let's say. Right, okay. Tends okay. to be so my attitude. So what's been attitude. the longest time with it labelled, not on and off, just... Three months. Really? At 24 years old. Okay. Yeah, okay, months. interesting. Yeah, because I've only, I think I've only had, I had one relationship that lasted two and a half years and we lived together. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, I think that might be kind of my only like long term. I mean, when I was like 16, um, I had a boyfriend that was like a year and a half or something, but it wasn't that serious. Yeah, you know, but you're like 16, 17. I found that like, really interesting when we are like that young, that yeah. we can be like disciplined and kind of. Yeah. Monogamous, I guess, at 16 yeah, years yeah, old so. to say, right, I'm going to be with this person. I think it takes a while for you to build your confidence as well. Like, when you're 16, there's there's not that much confidence there about, like, mm. I didn't have the confidence to go out and be like, yeah, I could date anyone I wanted. Yeah. Like, I didn't think like that, so... When you find someone, suppose, it's like, oh, great, I found someone that's... Yeah, exactly. Can build yeah, it that. takes a while to kind of start thinking of yourself as, like, dateable, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a funny one. Cause I think my first... I had that, like, at the start of high school. Mm-hmm. They're kind of flirting around relationships. Right. You say the relationships, you bloody hold hands and kiss, like, once a week. Like, they're not mm-hmm. really... They weren't that incredible at that point. I think it was towards the end of high school, I had my first, kind of, the girl lost my virginity with, the rest of that. And um, that all came about through a bit of distrust and disloyalty with a friendship. So there was there was a group of us, and... This girl that I, again, this this theme of chasing and kind of things not being labelled as relationships, but there's definitely mm-hmm. something there for like a year or so. Right. And then her finally going, I want to be with this guy, who was my best friend at the time. Oh, ouch. So that was like sting, yeah, instant sting. Yeah, yeah. And then that all went tits up, to put it in a nice way. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then we got involved and that lasted about three months, that first one. And... It just, it was, something happened there that I never thought would. It fizzled. Right, Because okay. you've got such a kind of, you affiliate the person that you lose your virginity with, with, mm. oh my God, I'm going to love this person forever. Oh my God, they're so special. Like, right. this is the person I want to have that moment with, kind of thing. Even at right. 15, that was, in your head, that's this is a big mm-hmm. moment. How will I ever get bored of this person? Right. Or how will this ever not work? I mean, the, the whole thing of losing your virginity is really weird to me because I've, Never. I know a lot of people like growing up who like proper put it on a pedestal. Yeah. Um. Were like, oh, I want to wait until I meet the right person yeah, to lose yeah. my virginity, like whatever, and like proper, like idolized it and like like mm-hmm. you were describing like proper thought of it in that way. But I just never have. I've I've mm. never. It's such a liberating understood thing. why. Like the whole term losing your virginity, I hate it. Yeah. It's just like, what am I losing? No. I'm not losing. <laughs> it's gone. <Okay. laughs> We only knew um, 
but I don't like so I don't really understand that whole thing but I think I'm quite lucky that sex for me has never been like a big deal mm. like it's always been very casual and it's probably like my mum I was just my mum's sex this. talk to me was just like it was when I got my first boyfriend and it was like you're, you're being safe right and I was just like yeah and they're like cool I think that's, that's so literally, important that was my sex chat your attitude of your parents towards sex I right. think has a massive impact on you do you think well, my, my dad was very guy to guy with about it. Right. Right? Yeah, just okay. make sure you do it. If you knock, because he knocked somebody up when this is going there. But uh, he knocked somebody up when he was oh, mid-twenties before he eventually settled down my mum. Right, okay. So he's very, you make your bed, you lie in it, right, watch what you're yeah. doing kind of thing. But yeah. equally, go and be a lad. Whereas okay. me and my mum... Be a lad. Be a lad from Manchester. He's Welsh, so he doesn't sound like that. It's fine. Go be a lad. Go do what you want. It's all right. Just don't, uh, don't dip it where you don't want it. But, um, <laughs> and whereas my mum, we never spoke about it. Really? Never? Never, ever. It was one of those things if I brought someone back home and something happened and like she overheard something or there was an awkward situation, we kind of dealt with it but never mentioned it again. Right. And it's something where she's never been open. Right. Like, never been open to say, okay, this is what happens in my kind of... Not not saying that it should be such an open conversation because right. there are some things that, that maybe do need to be kept private. But yeah. if I've had a sexual problem or an encounter or mm. something really personal that I want to speak about, yeah, mother's not being spoken to. Right, I see. So there's always been a bit of a kind of, oh, sex is a taboo right, thing. Right, taboo, yeah. With her. Uh-huh. Whereas my dad gets pissed and starts just talking about sex, and I'm like, right, okay. There's no. <laughs> it's very polarized. Yeah, so you really don't know where to stand with it. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I think that definitely has an effect. Well, had an effect on me as a kid, kind of coming into that. And then when that burnt out, it was like, oh my god, nothing sacred. Right. Okay. Which is quite again. Which quite okay, liberating. that's an interesting revelation to have when mm. you're young. Mm. Nothing sacred. <laughs> the world is black <laughs> and now I will jump into the black hole I think that really set the tone though for my early early fucking hell 24 but like you know what I mean like the yeah. first the encounters into kind of your sexual mm. not personality but you know what I mean like yeah. that aspect of your life because it is an aspect yeah. of your life even if it is just it's something like I don't know it's part of life Yeah, there's definitely an attitude you have which towards yeah. sex which might be an extension of your own personality day to day or it might yeah. be something that's completely yeah adjacent to the kind of persona that you give off yeah totally I think it's a lot of things that people aren't they're, they're just not very open about it like mm. they're pretty private like a lot of people I know I don't know anything about their kind of attitudes towards sex what their sex life is mm. like anything because um, I suppose we're just kind of told to keep it to ourselves and keep yeah, it private in your back closet just keep that tucked away yeah but I feel I've always kind of felt quite sorry for people who have who think of sex in such a way that they've put it I don't know people get such like hang ups with sex to the point that they can't do it or they can't they don't feel comfortable stage fright stage fright you get that level of stage fright I know I'm an actor again if I didn't mention it (laughs) Um, but stage fright comes from building something up Mm-hmm. from putting something like you said right. on the pedestal, on the pedestal and, yeah. and putting that pressure on yourself that it has mm-hmm. to be good this has to be amazing it has right. to live up to my estimations of what it's going to be Yeah. and if it doesn't or you're in that moment yeah. 
you've got all this in your head. The person that you're with mm-hmm. isn't well, probably isn't thinking about that. Isn't right. like they're just in the moment, just enjoying yeah. being with someone. But you're putting up like a performance mm. in a way, in right. a weird, horrible. No, way, yeah, but... you're right. It is kind of people kind of do treat it like a performance. Yeah. I would say, yeah. And I think that's the more more frequently I'd say having sex and you kind of have a, uh, the more how the word is the more detailed your sex life is that's probably a bad way of it <laughs> couldn't think of a way of putting it um, but the more yeah the more you're doing it I guess then it does become something that you, you start developing an identity and comfortable in yourself and right you don't feel like you're just yeah putting something on because it's not I mean, a one off yeah. it's not going on a date every now and again it's just something yeah so, so do you think there's infrequency? Speaking from somebody who's gone years apart. Oh, really? Not having right. sex. Like, because yeah. that's it. Like, the, the, that's something we could definitely go into. But at the start, like, my early kind of experiences, like, having sex and whatever, when I was at college, it, I was just promiscuous. Like, I was just, it, it wasn't mm-hmm. a thing. It was just something, oh, right. I like you. Oh, we, we'll go to a party. Okay. Interested. Right. Boom. It was just. Yeah. The pressure was gone. Everyone was right. just out to get to know each other and whatever. Like, yeah. and I was very disconnected from the people I was sleeping with. It right. was, it was just okay, great. Like you tonight. Mm-hmm. It's next, and it, it just was mm-hmm. that horrible. It was like you were just kissing someone at a party. Right. Yeah. Whereas a lot, a lot of people in my circle of friends were very. Oh my god, what does that mean? What's it? And I was like, right. nothing. Like it's, it's a physical act. Right. Yeah. So complete flip of going from yeah. sacred it's this is on a pedestal to eh, it's just something we do right just like, yeah. go for a run have sex yeah. It, like, it's just... yeah but was it because you were you were making it like it was nothing or that's just kind of what your kind of lifestyle was uh, like at the time I think the lifestyle was very I was finding it very hard to get invested in people Right. I think that's a yeah. big one. I think when something, I think that first relationship fizzled out, I was a bit like, oh, fuck that. Right. That was, that was my one. And that, that, that <laughs> was, it's 16. <laughs> you do, you just think, oh, great. well, there's no one going to get better than this. And <laughs> so naive. Oh, yeah. massively naive. But my mind flipped then. And suddenly I was at a school before college where it was, if you're sporty, if you, if you're freaking just a generic working class lad mm-hmm. you were God's gift right okay. if you liked acting you liked singing you liked all that stuff that I was very interested in but didn't really want to mm-hmm. show off right you got a lot of crap and I got okay. a lot of crap and then I went to college doing the acting thing and suddenly mm-hmm. it flipped and I okay. was very popular right and had a lot more attention. Where did you go to college up north? Still? Up north, yeah, yeah, Pendleton College. I went very northern then from north. Up north, you know, yeah, <laughs> where mountains are at Goats Rome. Uh, yeah, so I think that sudden increase in attention mm. increased so, the chance of right. Yeah, totally. Was it the kind of thing that you were so like focused on, like doing acting and doing college or whatever that you weren't interested in a relationship I think in a really messed up way for a couple of years it's a bit of a revelation but I think I like the attention that was coming from when I was doing well in acting and when I, when I was doing a performance and I got like a good review or whatever 
I got more attention and more people were right. interested. And I think I buzzed off that. I didn't really care yeah. that much about the art. Right. Which is really... Mm. I mean, I was 17, 16, 17. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't crafting a career mm. at that point. I was just like, right. oh, great. If they act and impress mm. people, get off sex. Woo! It was, <laughs> it was that kind of mentality. It was, right, it was, yeah, it was yeah, jock yeah. atmosphere. It was, yeah. it was that, oh, you're a sick actor, mate. Who's sleeping? Like, don't, it was just yeah. really weird, really weird mentality. Mm. Interesting. So then that, it's like a reward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked up. But it was... It was, um, it's a weird time look, to look back on because it, it was that, it, it was, it was how I imagine like an American high school is when you've got like the, the jock, the quarterback and all that right. stuff, like whoever was the lead at the time yeah. got all the attention right. and like, and then it just, it filtered down and the rest of it and you kind mm. of, you associated in your head success was that attention. Right. Okay. Whereas as soon as you start as soon as I started investing in like I think it was when I went to drama school as soon as mm. you started to have something a bit more layers a bit more detail a bit more investment in the actual craft of what you were doing right obviously yeah. like you can attest to that like when you start to really put a bit of your soul into stuff yeah and start to notice that when you do that maybe the attention isn't there as much because you're not focused on that you're focused right. on getting actual Mm. results out of that yeah. out of the thing you what you want to do the craft not mm. the physical stuff and I think that's when things started to dwindle off a little bit because I think right. I stopped okay so where was the where was the years where you were in action then for about two years it was like every other weekend it was there was chop change chop change just yeah. no consistent that was in that was college up to and then start drama school I was quite shy because you had all these massive like mm. I was seen as a big personality but my god I was I was a little boy right yeah because I was 18 and all the rest of them were like in the 20s mid 20s so they right. were very comfortable in themselves right, guys yeah. and girls and I was a bit like yeah I'm really loud they were like yeah and <laughs> right yeah great so I went really quiet for a year about a year and just couldn't I freaking I had really bad anxiety depression I couldn't speak to anyone like I'd therapy the rest of it it just really got mm. quite I was like, I, I bloody hell, I, I don't get depressed, I'm this, I'm that. Again, the northern stupid mentality of not right. really being able to vocalise how you're feeling. But it all kind of pinged up again when I started getting a bit more successful and the rest mm. of it. And then that weird correlation happens again and right. you start getting attention because yeah. you're doing well. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily your personality and the like facets of your life that you should be getting attention <laughs> for. To, right, yeah. Just look at me, I'm loud and right. entertaining. It was... So spill the tea on drama school. Were there like sex parties? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I'm wish. thinking like eyes wide open. Like <laughs> oh god, I wish we had some weird things that we used to. Oh god, what did we do? Fucking, I had a weird assessment I did once. I think it was in college, not drama school, where we did a theatre of cruelty. Um, Arto, you know, Arno Arto is um. Wait, what word are you saying right now? I, I think it's. Artolo Arto or Arnold. I, I can't, it's an awful French name to try and save you, Northern. Oh, it's a name, it's okay. Arto <laughs> is his last name, I believe. Um, and it's all about not exactly shocking your audience into feeling something and kind of okay. taking something from a performance, but it's, it's quite graphic and it's meant a kind of, it's to alert an audience into paying attention and focusing on something. So you'll get. Right. 
in, I don't know, in a Shakespeare play, somebody suddenly, suddenly pulls their eyes out, you suddenly go, whoa, wait, whoa, where did that come from? Like, right. it kind of shocks you into going... Phew. Oh, right, okay. Or like in a film with some, something out, like, have you seen right. um, Three Billboards Outside? Yeah. When he suddenly coughs blood, you go... Right, yeah. It's that, that's Nato, it's that sudden shock. Okay. Which cool. suddenly switches you back into what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking hell, we were all pretty much just having an orgy. It was great. Yeah, everyone was... <laughs> I fucking had somebody was melting cheese on me. I was, I was topless and like melting cheese. I, I, I painted my face like Braveheart. I had half blue, half white, and spraying lube everywhere. We're all just writhing. Literally, if you walked into this room, there would have been like a freaking lawsuit or something. It was, it was there was about thirty of us all just writhing and screaming. It was like animals, and we got graded on that. What grade did you get? I got a distinction. <laughs> The writhing. I committed. That was some distinctive writhing. That was college, but yeah, that that kind of. It's very hard when you have to get so intimate. Maybe not so so much in college because there was ninety of us, but in drama school there was thirty people mm-hmm. for three years. Right. Okay. So you get intimate. Mm. It follows you mm. around. You don't get to drop it at home. Right. You go to drama school. It's yeah. there. Okay. Constantly. It's 35 hours contact time a week. Right. Minimum. That's right. if you're not staying on after kind of yeah. studying the rest of it. Oh, that's a lot. And, uh, yeah, I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'd been known at the time as somebody who just kind of, I don't know, I just wasn't invested in people. I didn't, I didn't feel mm. like I wanted a relationship. Right. And yeah. It was, it's quite nice just mm. having a night with someone and then, being poly poly and being haunted (laughs) haunted to this day (laughs) which is why I'm celibate yeah it's there were there were times when um, I got involved with people I probably shouldn't have got involved with right then there's that whole thing of um, what you can't have is just so much more appealing oh my god yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've always had like a bit of a it's like it screams daddy issues but I don't actually have daddy issues but like we where just you reiterate like... she definitely does not have daddy issues it's there now but um, it's like where you fancy authority figures yeah so I'm like always when I always fancied my teachers like, not I many in uniform or is, my, that, is that a thing uniform not the many in nah. uniform thing just, just a just, teacher you know or... just the someone telling me what to do okay okay, okay. <laughs> like my manager. you're the boss you're the boss <laughs> Okay. Um, no, yeah. I, un- I understand that. It's that idea of it's not above your station, but it's that mm. kind of what if yeah, you might infiltrate yeah. the top kind of thing. <laughs> I get it. I still get it. Yeah, totally. yeah get fit, mind you, in some serious trouble. So, what's your um? So, you must have had maybe people you were interested in having a relationship with. Like, maybe it didn't work out. Maybe it fizzled out. A very whatever, recent but... one that happened. Um, Fuck me, this one, this one was... So, in drama school, I'd, I'd flirted around, slept with people who were in relationships when I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I was never the person to be in a relationship and cheat on some of the rest of it, but I definitely knew I was up to no good right. and shouldn't have. Mm. Should have said no. Shouldn't have had the extra lager and the rest of it. But right. uh, that kind of scared me off the game a little bit the mm-hmm. game fuck me it scared me off mm-hmm. like just being involved with people because I was just like ah oh, I just don't know what where to go kind of mm-hmm. thing because it was that off limits thing was great yeah and then about a year or so ago I was involved with someone 
And that went from work. So that was, I'd shat where I fucking worked. That's <laughs> not a good idea. I'd done that a couple of times at that point. I was like, yeah, this time would be different. Right. Never is. Yeah. Um, and she was in a relationship with him when we all met. So it was fine. That, and I was at this point where I was like, new Gareth, he doesn't do that. La la, it's great. We can actually just be friends. Mm-hmm. And then it came to pass after they broke up that, oh, she might fancy me. And I was like, right. oh, it's convenient. Woohoo. <laughs> Finally, one that I can actually get involved with who I'm not going to get thrown under a bus for. Right. Things got very serious very quickly. Right. She didn't have a place to live in London. Mm-hmm. I did. Right. She moved in with you? Pretty quickly for about a month. Oh, wow. Okay. They have a lot of stuff with her, but like enough for it. It was like, oh, well, it's just the girls live with me. Right. Um, then we were kind of involved a little bit and things took a turn. She wanted to go, but she was younger than me. She was like 18 and I was 22, 23. Mm-hmm. And um, she'd not been to college, not kind of done that aspect of her life and kind of wanted to do that and I was all for that I was like you go back and it's such me personally it was a big it was a big defining moment in my life so I was like if you can go and have that somewhere go and do it right yeah she kept going back I'm in an hour very kind of indecisive as a person and um, then eventually she kind of went back to Brighton and just never came back right okay no real like it was kind of so it was unresolved was it it was a little bit but then mm-hmm. it just took a while for that to for the resolve the resolution to happen right it took a good month of trying to drag is this over is this done okay right. yeah and yeah. then no it's not okay cool oh no it is okay great right. and it was mm-hmm. and it just kind of that didn't do me any favours for a year so right. after that it kind of threw me back on another bus right was, yeah I don't know why that is. I think that's the transparent side of things. You know what I mean? Being being transparent with each other and being right. honest. Do you know what I mean? It's, the, yeah. it's I think the honesty side of things. I've probably taken a few hits over the years. Right. And well, uh, with people not being honest with you. Yeah. You mean? Right. And I think it's a lot of male medicine at times. I don't think I've, I don't think I've been completely honest with people right. recently. Like very recently, I don't think I've been as honest as what I should have been. Right. Um, I think a lot of pe- times people are just scared to be completely honest in case they hurt your feelings aren't yeah. they really it's the fear of losing a relationship right yeah even if it's such a fledgling one like if there's mm. potential to lose maybe not like an actual relationship like a sexual relationship maybe even a relationship that was a friendship mm-hmm. you don't want to just piss that away instantly because you know right. how, when you, the older you get you know how few and far between a good friendship is and yeah that's true something that you want to spend time with and have a chat with and it was a lot of that I think that relationship was like fuck this literally went from zero to a thousand right and then back to zero again and yeah. it was like a void right massive void and it was like yeah I've given a lot something you mentioned in your um I think he said statement, your statement on Instagram for, for this week. <laughs> personal yes. statement. The thing you decreed. <laughs> um, when you say you invest, you give everything right. when you're in yeah. a relationship. Yeah. I'm a firm believer of that. It's all or nothing. Mm. It's kind of right. heart on your sleeve. Otherwise, right. what's the point? If you're yeah, reserving totally. something, the, the minute you do start to give something, that person mm. could be like, well, this is you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Hang this. On a <laughs> <laughs> I ain't sign up for this. <laughs> Fuck this person. Let me need a moment. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a big believer of that. So when you do do that and you do invest and mm. it's suddenly just wrenched away. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a big hole because you've given all that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and I think I wrote about how like it does suck when it ends. Um like when you I like I understand completely why people don't do mm-hmm. it, why people don't give all of themselves, why they're not completely open and whatever because it does really hurt suck, when you're yeah when you're rejected essentially when you're like when it gets taken away but i do think it's important to well one it's important to actually like be like this is fucking sad i'm gonna allow myself Mm. to be sad about this give yourself a break Um, yeah give yourself a break just give yourself time to like still be hung up about it like it's fine you don't need to try and move on straight away just like dwell dwell on it don't worry like if you're you're telling people about this stuff and you talk to people like it will feel at one point you're like, oh, I feel like this is the only thing I can talk about. Right, It's yeah, the only yeah. thing. And people are yeah. looking at me going, there we go. <laughs> it I'm happens. Like, well, no, it's fine. But people do understand that. Yeah. You might think that, like, people are being annoyed, like, people are getting annoyed with you. But actually, people understand, yeah. like, completely. People, everyone, it's kind of, I mean, not completely, but it's a kind of a universal feeling that everyone knows what it's like to be yeah. rejected or broken up with yeah. or whatever. Yeah. that's the lucky ones who've been in a relationship from like high school until now <laughs> yeah but like, now we're married we've got three kids it's like my shut sister, the fuck up my sister's literally oh, really? from year 10 Ooh. until now oh, she's wow. 27 she's got two wow. kids yeah I yeah. mean sometimes that happens like that yeah but do, do you think she has regrets that she didn't maybe get to explore she didn't uh, get to kind of she was always destined to kind of have the life she's having now like and it's it's such a fucking rewarding life like being able to like ra- raise a family yeah. comfortably and having a fa- like connected family around you and just having that nice foundation that base that solid base yeah um and same my brother-in-law like we're incredibly close and we always chat and he's always like wow i can't believe you you do this you do that like and mm-hmm. you've had all these partners and the rest of it and i'm like yeah but mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah, yeah, the quantity thing isn't... I think that's something definitely I'd like to speak about. The the idea of building a relationship, a a sexual relationship, and just, like, that side of things over a long period. Obviously, mine have only ever been over six months max, like, a kind of a long-term thing. So to be with someone, like, my my stepbrother and sister have been together for, like, 12 years. They've had... That yeah, kind of relationship crazy. is, and like I to can't be able even to keep con- that like I can't even imagine what it would be like to be with the same person for twelve years. Just that's so beyond my comprehension right now. That's where um, the impressiveness comes from me. Right, where yeah. I'm like, yeah. fuck, man. He's like, you've done this. I'm like, you've done this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It's really you've impressive. Had a family, and you've still managed to like yeah. find each other attractive and make time. Yeah. You still go on dates. You still go on like the date yeah, nights every now and again, stuff like that. And I'm, I find that. Yeah, you amazing. have to work really hard at it. I think. Um, there's definitely a myth that once you find the one, in air quotes, um, that it's going to be easy yep. and you don't even have to work. It's just going to yep. work for you. Life and just bubbles. finds a way. Yeah, so, and that's bullshit. Yep. You do have to work all the time. And I'm sure there's, in a 12-year relationship, mm-hmm. there's going to be points where you fucking want to kill each oh, other. Like, bumpy. you hate there's each bumpy. other. There's bumpy roads. Yeah, exactly. So, I think it's um, impressive when you can just work through it all and yeah. do it for, like, the greater good. Definitely. But I think... <clears throat> I like the stage now where we're at, into personally anyway, where I'm a 24-year-old lad and all the lads in my family mm-hmm. are similar ages. Right. So we can talk Okay. about sex, about things that are going on. Okay. There's no, oh my God, this fucking hell. I had a 
Uh, can we go graphic? Can we go get a funny How graphic, graphic story? How graphic are we like, talking? Well, there, I, <laughs> I don't want to lower the tone of the Don't podcast. lower the tone, but I didn't, <laughs> let's just say I had an injury. And, um, an injury. Okay. okay. And um, a, a related injury to that area. <laughs> okay. And um, if it would have happened five years earlier, not 18, 19... Mm-hmm. I would have just kept that with me to my grave. Right, okay. <laughs> just no one is finding out a word about this. Right, yeah. But with experience of um, like being with different people and just, just the free, sheer frequency and whatever and it not being mm-hmm. a thing anymore, not being right, a taboo. Yeah. As soon as it happened, I was like, best friends, guys, this has happened, help me out. <laughs> Dad, help, what's going on? Like, it right. became like what you do, you broke your arm. Right, yeah. Yeah, totally. Which is what it should be, really. Like, I think having such a taboo around it and the fact that people don't want to talk to each you other damage yourself yeah it's just yeah it's definitely damaging because it makes you think that you're a freak yeah <laughs> well we all are but you know it makes the world see us as freaks <laughs> in terms of relationships I was going to ask you this when you are kind of hurt and you are I don't know put in that position where you, you the whole the hole's been ripped out Mm-hmm. when you've got that that void when you've given all you've given mm. I, I, I'm still struggling at this mm-hmm. age where I don't know what the the procedure is right. do you know what I mean to, to I mean, start speaking to people again and I think that for, for me it's coming to the realisation that though that what what you give in a relationship what you give to another person is like it's fully refundable, you know what I mean? Like there's definitely that's the such a good term. <laughs> what? That no, sorry, go on. But that's such a good. I, you, the penny just dropped. Um, then. But I think there's definitely when you're growing up and like the whole idea of virginity and losing your virginity. There's definitely a sense of what you get, especially for women. I find we obviously there's the whole thing of being slut shamed and everything, which is all just bullshit. Mm. But there's definitely a sense of when you give yourself to a man or whatever like you lose it forever like an object so thank you for like, this present it's yeah exactly so there's the whole thing of if you've slept with however many men or whatever like you've lost this much of yourself it's like you're giving yourself away to that people fucking just... crooks, like, yeah. I don't... <laughs> yeah. oh my god <laughs> you'll never kill me Sebastian has a part of me and he's Australia so fuck <laughs> you <laughs> oh, imagine yeah, that so <laughs> That would be fucking madness. <laughs> but yeah, oh. so there's definitely a sense we're told that we lose something when we give ourselves to someone, but I think that's bullshit. I think what I've learned from seeing people and whatever is that you can give yourself to someone, but you'll always get that back. It's not You're not going to lose it. So if then mm. they turn around and say, oh, I'm not into it anymore, I'm going to... I'm off to Australia. Yeah. Say you later, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Taking a video of um, with me. <laughs> yeah like you can then go cool take it back give it to someone else like yeah. there's no kind of oh, such a healthy way of looking at it um, it really is yeah I mean I think I think that's but that's come with time that's come with me um, seeing lots of people and just kind of discovering it myself and that being I suppose being surprised when I'm in a situation where I didn't I was like I don't think I can love like this again like <laughs> no, you know and then again. and then you know a few months later I'm in love with someone else yeah. like yeah so um if we talk about maybe just the idea of being completely open because I think what a lot of people close themselves 
off. I mean, in lots of different ways, but I think the main way that people close themselves off is that they have their, like, their list of things that they need the, from another person, from a, exactly the partner, and they disregard anyone else. Mm. And I feel like you you're limiting yourself so much. Like I, there's a definitely a thing with women who will only date a guy who is like over five foot nine or like, you know, just like He's something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the whole thing of having a type and everything. You die the fucking hair, yeah. you type now. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. How does that work? So, yeah, and I just feel like, like something like height as well, something that you can't, like a guy can't control his height. Mm. He's just born with it. And I understand if like, if there's something that you find more attractive or mm. whatever, but then to close yourself off to anything else, is I just think it's a bit sad, isn't it? Mm. Like you could have someone who is so right for you and so like compliments you in the best ways, yeah. but you would just never know. They've got something that you don't know you need. Yeah, exactly. Because that I think that that's where the beauty of conversation comes in for me. Mm. There's only so much that physical interaction can. Well, there's only there's only so far you can get off physical attraction. Right. Yeah. The idea of, like, you look at someone, oh, I'm really attracted to them, great. And they sleep with them, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Then what? Yeah, like, totally. If you build a relationship off, I'm not trying to preach here, because based on my history, <laughs> no right. <laughs> but if you're, I imagine, in theory, if you're basing a relationship and you're kind of forging foundation of a relationship on the way you've communicated to each other and things you've shared and just being... Oh, I don't know, just being excited and enjoying mm. someone's company. Yeah. That surely got to have more legs than mm. they fit. Yeah, totally. Because even if, I don't know, even if, like, like, everyone's got the faults, everyone's got the faults, yeah. which is one of the most liberating statements on planet Earth. Yeah. Oh, my God, it just takes all your pressure off. Yeah, totally. Because whatever you think is bad about yourself, mm. everyone else has got things, and whatever yeah. you think is brilliant about yourself, Someone's probably got it better somewhere, so don't right. worry about it. Like, yeah, yeah. as soon as you strip all that away and you've got a gorgeous personality, mm. it just makes everything yeah. more worthwhile. Surely, yeah, like, totally. it makes makes being open easier as well. I guess. Yeah. Like your first signs, if you can be open with someone, have a conversation, and mm-hmm. yeah, feel free around someone, then surely mm. all the rest is just yeah. bonuses and yeah, add-ons. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think a lot of people put up walls around them like I've dated a lot of people there was just like a clear brick wall Mm. in front of their face like you can like you can tell it's like it's like they think they're being really sly and like Mm. she doesn't even know that I'm behind this wall but it's like yeah we of course we do like a big red wall (laughs) like to have a chat with you now very obvious wall but yeah I feel like a lot of people do that they're just and I don't understand how the person gets in the relationship in that situation do what do you mean, mean the like, person putting up the wall? Yeah. Yeah. I that don't sounds know. perplexed me. Yeah. Because if you're going into a relationship, like, again, it's my attitude towards it. It sounds like it's, like it's your attitude as well, but you've got to be open to a certain mm-hmm. degree. Yeah. Or that conversation yeah. can't even happen. Yeah. Because that's yeah, a very exactly. vulnerable conversation to say, yeah. I, I, like, I like this, I want this to be a thing now, like yeah. that we're kind of moving forward. Right. You can't do that behind the walls. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so we're together? Yeah. That is... I, I don't know. I feel like that is what I have a lot of interactions with, is that I'm... 
But I think girls have obviously that girls have this thing where they feel like they can fix a guy. So like it's like a girl will see my a, project. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they'll see a guy behind a wall and they'll be like, I can take that wall down. Yeah. I can demolish that wall. Give me time. I'll chip away at it. I'll I'll get to him. But like, and it never fucking happens. No. And it's the most unrewarding thing ever. There's but, there's the learning curve though, I guess. Like yeah, you're talking totally. About. But yeah, I think I think definitely everything that I've learned about relationships and being open and everything has come with time. And because I'm 26 now, it's taken a long time. I've been dating since I was 16. So... Happy 10-year anniversary of dating. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Doing well. <laughs> Going strong. 10 years, not married yet. <laughs> you have time. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like everything that I've learned has just come with time and it's come with dating people and it's come with getting to know lots of different types of people, mm. encountering lots of different types of walls. Because um, there are, yeah, not varied yeah. uh, strengths. Like and everyone's of walls. different, yeah. so I feel like it's it's good to give advice and say, look, you have to try and be open, blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's up to each individual to just learn them that, that themselves. Yeah. It. I, do you know what? I'm gonna get laughed out of the bloody building with this, but. I watched, I am, I can feel it, but I'm just going to say it anyway, because it had an effect on me. Okay. I watched How to Train Your Dragon 3. <laughs> All right? This was recently. <laughs> Bloody good, might I add. Okay. Um, and father and son are having a conversation. I think it was the third one or the second one. I digress, but father and son are having a conversation. And father says something to his son about love being terrifying, mm-hmm. dangerous. Right. You're going to get hurt mm-hmm. regardless. Yeah. It's a fact. You fall in love. Mm-hmm. And with love, it's kind of an add-on. It's a nice side package. Mm-hmm. You're going to get hurt eventually. Right. You're going to lose it. You're going to lose that love. Mm-hmm. But... It's worth it. Like that's right, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's the that's the the price you pay. Right. Yeah. Like that's the emotional price you pay. Yeah. But my fucking god, it's worth, worth it. it. And he said, "Fucking, I swear to God." And he, you, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, it, it's worth it. And he said, "There's that." Like, I know it sounds so wanky and the rest of right. it, but there is no greater gift, yeah. thing, emotion, feeling on planet Earth than that yeah. love. But it does cost something. Yeah. But if you go in with the attitude of, okay, it'll cost that, Mm. but I'm willing to pay that. Yeah, totally. That's that rehealing thing and being open again and just knowing that the the prize, the reward of this is so fucking good. Yeah, totally. No matter how long it lasts. I mean, wasn't it Shakespeare? Better to have loved and lost than to never loved at all. Definitely. And I feel like that's that's something people do with their entire lives that they would rather not... And I I do this all the time (laughs) from Richard to the Choir. Like, I am... Like they don't do something for fear of failing, but it's better. It's better to do it and fail than it is to. You know, like at least you tried. You're not going to look back and go, "Oh, what had happened if I'd tried?" So yeah. Even if you're a rousing success, failure will. It'll happen. Just accept it'll happen, and then don't (laughs) don't try and stop it happening. Just let it happen if it happens. Yeah. Good to fight for things, but yeah. I think that the freaking hell, I sat there watching the Art Strange Dragon, they came out like, oh, I'm alive. <laughs> you cried, didn't you? But no, I'm just, no. God, hiccup, hiccup and toothless, man. There's that relationship is just. Hiccup? Who's hiccups, hiccup? The hiccups, the, um, the dragon rider, like the, the, command, the commander now. But he's the main boy. 
Oh, like, okay. His name's Hiccup. Yeah, go on, Hiccup. It's great. But <laughs> honestly, I've never... <laughs> I can't believe I'm digressing onto how to drink dragon on. <laughs> but there's relationships in that. There's things that get explored. Yeah. And it was, it was interesting... Because I'm at an age now where obviously I'm, I'm around a lot of... I'm a childcare worker as well. And um, I'm around a lot of kids a lot of the time. Mm. And seeing how they're influenced mm. by certain things. Yeah. You know, what their opinions are on relationships. And when you suddenly now thrust it into the role of teacher at right, times. Yeah. And you're like, I'm still 24 and trying to figure it out myself. I, ain't right, I have yeah. no authority. Yeah. But when like, a kid asks you like, oh... I like this person and they've done this, da, 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 mm. what do I do? I want to do this, I want to do that. And you're like having to suddenly mm. give them your knowledge that may or haven't made, may have or may have not have served you well in the past. Right, yeah. And you're kind of like, oh my God, I'm watching a little person make the exact same mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of where they, like, I work yeah. with a lot of middle class, upper class people and they make the exact same mistakes right, that little yeah. working class or poorer people are making. Yeah. It's such a universal thing. You yeah, are going to totally. cock up. Yeah, definitely. Just write it. Yeah. When it works out, it's great. Yeah. That's a nice sentiment to end on. Yeah. Cock up. (laughs) A lot. It's great. You said cock up and then ride it. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) It's cool. There goes my childcare career. My acting career. Oh, God. I'm going to get, yeah, I'm going to get burned at the stake. (laughs) Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for coming on and speaking with me. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely, and I feel like I've trodden over ground that I didn't know we were going to. But yeah, it, yeah, it's good. like a therapy session. In a way. Yeah. 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 Nice. It's always nice. <laughs> that was episode ten of Love and Friends Self Care Sunday discussing being open to love with gareth morgan thank you so much for listening if you haven't already please subscribe to the podcast on soundcloud or apple podcasts and if you have any time and enjoy the podcast please leave a review on apple podcasts as well that would really help me out make sure you stay in the loop with next week's topic on the instagram lives self-care sunday Have a wonderful week and I shall speak to you next Sunday.